0: This is Hawkside Guns podcast. Hello and welcome to the last edition of Hawkside Guns podcast for 2000 Nineteen. we are actually recording this, whether it comes out or not, but it, uh, beforehand, but we're actually recording this on the 29th of December, so it's going to be our last show for this year. We kind of had some stuff to talk about, so we wanted to rip one out. Uh, I'm Sean, with me is, of course, the esteemed Jake. <laughs> Good afternoon. Who is in a bit of trouble at home right now. Because I believe you were worse than I was for the Christmas season. Well yes. Um He's not the I, best I, color I, man in the industry for nothing. <laughs> Jake, tell tra- us about it. Yes. I was trying to
1: figure out how to get into this, but
0: <laughs> thank you. I'm uh, here to help.
1: Let, let's just say that I got my end of the year bonus and it's spent.
0: It's, all... gone. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gone. It's gone. It's just gone. And then some. I had to borrow some from people. I, I, I <laughs> didn't go quite that blood. far. Didn't go quite that far. But, um... I don't know. This picture says you went pretty far.
1: Well, one of them was a
0: trade-in. Oh, that makes it so much better. Exactly. <laughs> yes, See? Exactly. See? See? See?
1: <laughs> so what I finally did was be able to pick up my... Um, P-238 Legion. Got to, got to remember the Legion part.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, uh, Which is a little 1911 takeoff uh, 380 from Sig Sauer. And I traded my P-365 in for the P-365 SAS edition.
0: Now, I thought you loved your p 365. I mean, because well, that's always the one you carry, isn't it? It, it? That's
1: true. And the reason why I traded it in was because the the SAS version actually comes with a ported barrel. I know some people don't like ported barrels. I do.
0: I love compensated barrels. Those are nice.
1: Um, and though not bad for a firearm its size, the 365 is a little bit snappy. It's a tiny little nine millimeter.
0: It does have a little punch to it. Yeah.
1: Um, so I, that's what I bought it for. It also has an interesting sight system that I've heard good and bad things about it, but part of the rest of the money I spent on it this year was putting a laser on the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well it, w- you know, we, we've we've talked about my I'm getting old and can't see any more problems.
0: Yeah, I'm, um, I'm similar. Yep, yep. So,
1: you know, not that it's hundred percent relevant, but my, my personal insurance um, changed over. So it actually became less expensive for me to wear contact lenses than glasses. Oh, right on. But the problem is, is that they don't correct my near vision.
0: <laughs>
1: so I gave away one other problem for another. My problem of not being able to focus on this, on the site picture as a whole being not knowing where to hold my head has turned into from progressive lenses on glasses has turned into my arms are not long enough for me to actually get past my I can't see close enough to my close to my face. Uh, So I just figured, let's put a laser on the end of it and I'll shoot at the dot that's far enough away for me to see. I know there are people out there going to be somewhere along the line. Somebody's going to be going, but what if your battery is good? I'll deal with that when it happens. Um, I know that batteries die. I know that people suddenly find themselves in situations where they won't work properly. I am still going to practice on the regular sites, but this is
0: better. Well, there's always, and, and this is the thing about firearms, and, and you can you can spread it out to to other things as well, but there is always and probably a well-documented situation where whatever modification or style or carry configuration or or state of your firearm is, there is always, always, always a well-documented case where whatever it is that you're doing would not have worked.
1: Well, yeah, and everybody wants to harp on that. And, right, and everybody, everybody wants
0: do. to go, but what if this happens? And it's like, well, yeah, what if it doesn't? You know, I. I mean... <laughs> I guess I could be attacked uh, by a bear on I-35 because I, you know, stopped to take a pee or something like that. But, I mean, I'm sure there's a case where it happened, and, and my 380 it, it, would not stop that bear. But Exactly. In most of the situations that I am in, which is in the city, unless I'm out in the country, in which case I'm not carrying the 380. I'm carrying a 45. Um, my 380 will work just fine, and I can stop it. A 380 is a perfect round for people stopping. Okay. I can do that. And at the ranges, I am comfortable at shooting. Well, what if they're 50 yards away? Then I'm not going to hit them with a pistol because I suck. All right. <laughs> They've got to be under 15 yards. Otherwise, I ain't going to hit them. Okay. I know that about me. So I'm not going to pull it or take the shot. And if I'm more than 15 yards away, I'm going to try and run. All right. So. Well,
1: yeah. I, and uh, unless you're carrying a takedown rifle in your back. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. At, 50 yard, at 50 yards, you're not really going to be into it anyway.
0: Right. So there's always – but you'll always get those people, right? And it's always at the gun shop, and it's the guys who brought the coffee into the gun shop. And, and I call them the leaners, right, because they're always leaning on the countertop talking about guns. Because they haven't bought anything, and they're probably not going to buy anything except a box of shells or you know a box of ammo or something like that. But they – they like to go in on a Saturday morning and talk about guns, because uh, and this is what we do too. I mean, we oh, just do. I was, it and say, it. I,
1: I was I was waiting for you to bring out the picture of me sitting there with my cup of coffee. <laughs> and, um, and, and the uh, they... you know, but but even then, you know, I I go into I spend enough time in the gun store that the the gentleman knows me by first name, and has even asked me to help a customer before. He's yeah. had me come and help him out at the. Um, uh, Jake, come around show. the corner. <laughs> he's helped me at the gun show before. I mean, last time I was in there, he somebody was having a question on the government form and he's like, "I can't answer it for him legally. Do you mind helping him?" And it was yeah. So, uh yeah, I'm to some extent that guy, but my general thought process is whatever works
0: for you
1: is what's best for you.
0: Right. And that's that's always the point I'm trying to make is like, look, Whatever situation you think you're going to be in, 95 percent of the time, carry for that, right? And what what I'm curious about is is less on the three sixty five because I understand the three sixty five. I do. Yes. Um, the because you you like that configuration, it fits your hand. You wanted a ported barrel, which is you just wanted a better feature on the gun instead of having a custom ported, which would cost more than the gun's worth. You, you traded it in yeah. and bought a a ported barrel. Totally understand that. Um, Vana shoots a a compensated Glock 19, um, or 19C. I guess the C is for compensation. Yep. Um, Loves it. He's got a Gen 3 Glock. He's he's gone all through it. That makes perfect sense to me that you would want a compensated barrel. I love a compensated gun as well. Um, But it's... For me, the, the question comes in the 1911 clone, which... When last we talked, if I if memory serves, you were looking at a Car CM9.
1: No, I I have that one. Okay, I'm not I'm not sure how much longer at this point.
0: <laughs> I was gonna ask about that because this looks like a dandy of a little gun. Uh,
1: it, it's actually very comfortable. It's got a very nice weight to it. Um, the The car is very nice for what it is, but. Uh, <sighs> A couple of things. For, first of all, I will say that this is one of those things where I made the mistake of looking at the gun shop owner and going, hey, you got anything else new or interesting?
0: <laughs> he went, I got just the thing for you.
1: Uh, Not he, anyone else, but you. <laughs> he, he knows that I tend to be a little bit of a, a six hour whore.
0: Yeah, um, sure.
1: So he he put it in my hand and it was really comfy. First of all, I can get a full. I can, compared it to the car, which I can. I can shoot a firearm without a full grip on it, but I, I was, as with most human beings under the sun, I prefer a full grip.
0: Oh, everyone and, does, I think. And I, think I can that's get a comment.
1: And I can get a full grip on the uh, the, the two thirty eight, which I can't get on the car. Um, the other thing is, is that the two thirty eight came with three magazines versus the one for the car
0: you know so that as makes much a as difference. I can, as yeah. much as i
1: can go out and purchase other magazines this is the, you know it, it came with um even being a steel uh it's being being cheese english sorry it fails me from time to time <laughs> um it's it's a full metal uh build to the actual 380 firearm very similar to your Bursa. Sure. Uh, versus a polymer lower for the car. So it actually does have a tad bit more weight to it, but it's not an uncomfortable amount of weight. I actually so like you take, that. Yeah. So you take that little bit of weight into it and then throw in a smaller round, and for a smaller gun, you're going to be more accurate.
0: And the 238 is
1: a... It's a, it's a 380.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought.
1: no, I, I I will admit that it is grating against my. I was going to say because you are a
0: nine millimeter man. Yeah,
1: it, it is grating against my sensibilities to have to buy 380 ammo. I will admit that if the same deal, because that was also the other thing that did it for me, is the the sale put the gun at almost half price. I yeah. mean, it, it it can be a seven hundred dollar firearm, and it was down to below four. Oh, wow. So Yeah,
0: it's it's real tough to to kind of ignore those, especially if you like it and you want it.
1: Exactly. Now, I wish that the 938, which is the 9mm version of it versus the 238 being the 380, I wish that they'd had the same deal on that because I admit I would have done that instead. But,
0: yeah, but the 380 is such a nice round. I mean, it really is.
1: I'm not arguing with that. I'm cheap. It's more expensive. <laughs> It's like I a buck it's a box more, a, more I, man. I, uh, well, it's it's three dollars a box here, more expensive. But at the same time, I, really, I, even three dollars a box is is just gonna bug the ever loving shit out
0: of me. Okay, but what what box are you buying? Are you buying like Remington Green and White box? Or are you buying like uh, Magtech, like Tepos?
1: Uh, well, uh, Herders, which is uh, oh, okay. Cabela's brand, which yeah. is about eight ninety nine, like eight ninety nine for a box of nine millimeter, and twelve ninety nine for a box of. Uh, uh 380
0: yeah for for here yeah and i believe me i bought uh it's a small aside because we're going to come back to this but uh, speaking of cabela's i went to cabela's right before christmas this is two days before christmas and i got uh work gave me a cabela's gift card i'm not going to say how much but it was, was nice it of was, them it was very nice. Well, my my the owner of my company knows me very well, and he's like, look, I could do a whole bunch of crap for you, but I know you're just going to go spend it on guns anyway, which is the same thing he does. He's He actually owns the ranch that I go shoot at. Oh, okay. And uh, he's like, look, we could, we could dance around this and, and all that stuff, but I know you're going to spend it on guns or ammo. And I'm like, yep. He's <laughs> like, so... So I thought, I, for once, because I'm always for, forever like selling him guns, he's like, for, for once, I'm going to be your pusher. And he hands me a Cabela's gift card with enough on it that I could go do something. So I immediately left um, work, put it in my pocket, and, and hoarded it until I saw the Christmas sale. And uh, two days before Christmas, I went with a $25 one-ticket item coupon. And my gift card, and I bought ten boxes of Herder Super Target, uh, shotgun, <laughs> twelve gun shotgun rounds, um, and it was like on sale. It was normally like sixty eight bucks for the for the case of ten boxes, which is two hundred fifty rounds, and it was on sale for fifty nine. So it was ten dollars off there. And then I handed them my my coupon, which they did not want to take at first. They're like, "Oh, you can't use this firearms." I said, "It's not a firearm." So yes, yeah, it said it's you can't use it on firearms, bows, or fishing rods, but you can. It, it says nothing about ammunition. So they, they brought over the the uh, manager, and, and he's like, oh, no, he could totally use that on ammunition. He said, it's absolutely good for this. And I'm just beaming, you know, because I got a, a $68 <laughs> box of ammunition for $35. <laughs> like, that's how you buy shotgun shells. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, I but uh, case uh, to bring that back around, it was Herders, right? It was Herder's Super yeah. Target, which I don't mind Herders. It's fine. It's better than Walmart Federal, as far as I'm concerned, because uh, that's that well, always leaves the... your gun full of chunky monkey, you know.
1: Well, well the, the the other thing is with the the Federal. The Federal is what I you know ended up getting a whole bunch of three eighties into a box of nine millimeter, right? <laughs> which I have now thrown away, much to my own chagrin. But that's. Not really cool.
0: <laughs> You're like crap. I had piles of it. Yeah, yeah, but I I like 380. It's it's nice. It's it's basically nine millimeter short. It it doesn't have the same kick a nine millimeter does, which uh, on both ends, right? It doesn't have the same ballistics, but it also does not have the same snap to to the firearm. Generally speaking, correct. You get it in a smaller gun. Um, now my bursa is giant for a 380. Um, it's it's basically a full size or. Um, as Paul Harrell says, full size plus, um, <laughs> it's it's pretty big for for a 380. But in fact, it's almost the same size in dimensions as my wife's PK 380, which is basically a service pistol in 380, a nine yep. millimeter, a, a compact nine millimeter service pistol in 380. That's her PK 380, and my burst is about the same size. <laughs> um, so well, for compact carry, it's not exactly what you call compact.
1: No, but still.
0: But still, it's still a small little, it's not like, it, like in Texas, a concealed handgun for some of these big old cowboys is a Colt forty five. all right? Exactly. Um, so th- for that, this is almost like a lady's gun. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> in, in fact, I'm sure somewhere along
0: the line, somebody will. Uh, you want to get a man's gun? Oh, no, that, they've already done that. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. completely. Yeah. They're like, what do you got? Black and good. That's a woman's gun. I'm like, really? And I turn around and put. Eight rounds in something the size of a softball at twelve yards, and they're like, "Never mind." I'm like, yeah. By the way, it's ballistic tip hollow points. These will, these will do is, just fine.
1: Which is exactly what I have too. Yeah. Those, they, 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 critical defense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Get the, get the hornet. I mean, I've seen all the tests on them. the Hornady Critical Defense in 380 is A fantastic round. Um, I, I have one
1: minor complaint about the firearm. It does not have a decocker.
0: Oh, see the Bursa does. I love that.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, quite frankly, lowering the hammer down onto a loaded chamber—little
0: tentative, of, is it?
1: <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> just a tad. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, it it does have a safety, but you can't lower the hammer with the safety on.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say. Mm, yeah, that's not gonna help. No. Uh, how many rounds does it carry?
1: Uh, seven or eight with eight, and with one in the chamber.
0: Oh, okay. Right on. So yeah. yeah, the the burst it does eight in the in the uh, mag and one in the pipe, so it does nine technically. But I don't ever do that, so it's you know I, I, mine carries eight.
1: Well, so, it it also it also only has a single action trigger, so it's not like you can just pop the safety off and pull the trigger. You have to pop the safety and pull back the hammer. So right. just time factor of keeping it. Yeah, the burst breath.
0: is double and single, so you yeah. can, you can do either. I love. I love that burst and I love carrying a small little 380 well relatively small 380. Um, <laughs> I love the gun. I love the way it feels. I love the way it shoots. I, I I really think and this is just my own personal opinion, okay but I really think the 380 is a highly underrated round for personal care. Oh
1: I, I would agree with you. you you will read articles in which somebody will tell you that a 380 is completely in, inadequate for personal defense and I would disagree with that.
0: I would strongly disagree with that. I think it's I, I think it's just fine for that kind of thing. Now, do you want to get into an extended gun battle with a three eighty? No, probably no, not. No, uh, but I would suggest to you that you don't want to get into an extended gun battle. Period.
1: Oh well, yeah.
0: So, um, but I'm in the wrong. Like that particular line of which is funny because that's coming from me, and I live in Texas. In Texas, it goes far the other way for most for everywhere except Austin. You know, they're like, well, you need you need at least ten in the in the mag, and probably carry two, three clips on you. That's I'm like, oh, that's concealed carry. <laughs> well, you know, you got to get a bigger belt and maybe let out your pants some, but yeah, you can get it in there. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how they feel about that. Of course, in Texas, they have open carry here too, which I guess really they don't have that in a lot of states. You know, like well, Wyoming they, they and act- Oregon, they
1: actually do have open carry here. It's just considered impolite. <laughs>
0: Texas, it's considered. It's like uh, going to a car show where they park everything out front and everything like that, and everybody yeah. can admire it. That's what they do here.
1: Well, yeah, you've got your gun, your buckle, and your hat.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, and your boots, by the way. Oh, and your bo- I forgot the boots. Yep, can't forget the boots. I uh, so, forget the boots. Yeah, it's it's a very comfortable. Like I need to bring you down here for a gun show at some point. <laughs> like we we'll, we need to schedule it because you you'll lose your mind.
1: Um, <laughs> Actually, looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I, it's, it's really, you know, like, just come down and stay for, you know, like a weekend. We'll go to a gun show, and and we'll just we'll have a good time because uh, they're, they're a lot of fun. But I I don't know, man. The car, you know, because your CM9, I, I looked that up, and I went. Uh, my brother's got a membership to a gun range here. We'll talk about my brother here in a second. But my brother's got a membership to a gun range here. And I said, you know, uh, Jake's got a CM9, and I want to see how it shoots. And they rented me one at the range, right? Because they, yeah. they've got everything, you know. So it, and a, and, a CM9 and, and, is actually pretty popular. It, it,
1: exactly, and for a firearm
0: its size,
1: it's actually quite comfortable.
0: It is. I was well, and of course, it's got the mag, um, you know, the pinky extension on the mag.
1: Uh, I which, see. Mine
0: doesn't. Yeah, which helps, right? Yeah. Um, or the one I I shot did. Right. Uh, which which helped it, it. I was like, oh, OK, cool. Now, I didn't remember that yours didn't have that. <laughs> uh, so I was like, hmm, that's weird. Uh, he can't fit his hand on that. And he has to tuck a finger. In it? And, and then it reminded me or you just reminded me that you didn't have that. So that's probably why. Tucking, you know, that that pinky underneath. Yeah. Actually, surprise, surprisingly removes a lot of stability from the grip.
1: It, very, very much so. I mean, I once again, I can do it. I don't like doing it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it it would make sense that the 238 is better for you. I mean, because
1: even with my um, 365, you know, the flat based uh, uh, magazine is still in the box. I've got the uh, pink extension one on the fire. My backup is one of the new 15 rounders that you can put in it.
0: (laughs) Here we go. There's an extended. There's an extended mag here. We'll, well yeah, put this I mean, on there. I it, mean,
1: it, it's it's about a two and a half inch extension off the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I can get a full grip on that.
0: <laughs> we call that the John Wick edition. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be some fun times ahead with that. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, it's God. It's gotta be so back heavy with that much, with that much stuff. I mean, there's nothing to it.
1: Uh, it, it is heavier than most of your like for example your Glock 43 which is about the exact same size yeah. as the 365 is lighter but that's because it only holds 6 rounds so yeah. when you're talking about something that standard holds 10 it is it, it's um it it's got a little bit more weight to it because it's actually kind of surprising how heavy ammo is
0: yeah you you'd be surprised like um well here we'll roll into this now um, we've had a lot of guns happen uh, in the last couple of weeks change hands get new all those kind of things uh, for the Christmas season at the at the O'Hara place um, the the first shot across the bow was fired <laughs> if you'll if you'll forgive the expression. When I got a call from my brother, he's like, hey, are you going out to the ranch anytime soon? I got a sight in a gun. And I'm like, this is news. All right. You know, I pulled over to the side of the road. You know, I was driving home. I'm like, tell me everything. You know, Um, super exciting. I want to hear everything about this. And he's like, well, everybody was getting pistols. So I wanted to get a pistol. And I'm like, all right, cool. What did you get? And he goes, well, I had a little money and I was bad. And I'm like, oh, uh -oh. you know, this is (laughs) this is not going to be cheap. So he uh, he sends me this picture and it's a Kimber Aegis Elite Pro in stainless nine oh, mm He's not
1: talking a little bit of money.
0: No, no, he is not.
1: <laughs> that is not a little bit of money.
0: No, this was a thirteen or fourteen hundred dollar gun um, with the sight with the red dot optics on it. Um, I mean, it's beautiful. Uh, it's it's um, it's got the four inch barrel.
1: And, and and just as an aside, that's actually what I'm thinking about trading in the car for is to actually get the red dot sight for my, three twenty.
0: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it, it's, I mean it really is worth the money on a on a on a pistol. I mean it's it's super beautiful, but yeah he got he got a Kimber Aegis Elite Pro, in stainless by the way. You know bottom stainless top black. It is it is a beautiful gun. Now it is because it's a 1911 kind of clone-ish type thing. It is. Wildly heavy. Uh, yeah. For a 9 mm And he got it in 9, so it's not a 45, right? So he, he's he's like, I thought I'd save on weight. I'm like, weight? Wait, <laughs> wait, it's like a milk jug, man. I mean, it's, <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, so, well, you know, the ammunition is slightly. I'm like, dude, you are completely. I have. I tell you, I tell you
1: what, though, a 9mm round in a firearm that heavy is probably going to go out like butter.
0: Yeah, actually, it doesn't kick Harley at all because the gun's so damn heavy. I mean, yeah. there's there's no blowback to it. And uh, so he's like, oh, we got to go out. Shoot it at the ranch. I'm like, I will meet you there, bitch. Bring bring the gun. We'll, we will cite that thing in. We'll spend <laughs> we'll make a day of it. I call I call and I'm like, hey, we got a Kimber, you know, and he's like, sweet. I'm on the way. So. <laughs> so we all meet out there and everybody's gotten new guns. Right. So of course, uh, Yeah, of course we had. Um, I brought out the JC Higgins, uh, which I got, uh, earlier and I had all gone through it and kind of cleaned it up. I hadn't re- restored it, but I cleaned it up. So it was able to be shot, which is an old gun. Uh, Bwana had, 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 uh, decided he wanted to go because he was retired and bored, decided he wanted to go out and get something that was, um, cause he want, what he wanted was the, I don't know if you remember, but I have an RIA, uh, Twelve gauge, basically uh, rigged out for in in combat. So it's got the grip on it, or the uh, the pistol grip, and oh, yeah. shortened barrel, and it's got the the ammunition loaded up on top. You know, the shells on top and yeah. all that stuff. It's it's a home defense rig,
1: and, and he's got his uh, tacked out Mossberg.
0: Right. Well, he decided that. Well, he sold the tacked out Mossberg. Oh. Okay. Um, he had a friend who had need of it, and so he sold it. So he wanted to see if he could do the same thing again and tack out the Mossberg, but spend very little money because he was just going to go buy a tacked out Mossberg. And what he wound up doing is, uh, cheaping out because a tacked out Mossberg, uh, five hundred is close to six hundred bucks, right? With yeah. the collapsible stock, you know, the yeah. the you know all that, the whole grip, the, you know, the um. The barrel or the uh, the fore end with all the the Picatinny rails and you know all the the stuff and the top rail and all that stuff, and in an eighteen inch barrel that's five six hundred bucks you know without breaking a sweat. So yeah. he, he did what we do, which is went and bought a cheap field version of the five hundred, stripped it completely down, went on eBay and offer up, and uh, you know all the all the, the come-get-it, you know, peer-to-peer apps and stuff like that, and bought every piece for that gun to tactical it out separately and built it all for about 300 bucks.
1: Did, did he get the the bayonet that I showed you?
0: You know, I sent him that, and I'm like, hey, you know, if you're doing a tactical gun, you might as well get the bayonet. <laughs> it, it was funny because he knew exactly what happened. He goes, Jake sent that, didn't he? <laughs> Like, well, that's difficult to say. I don't remember. He goes, No, no, it's smartass and he's making fun of us. It's Jake.
1: I was not making fun of you as for it is, I was looking at that going, I should get one of those. You know, I could use that. <laughs> huh? I, mean, I mean look look, it's it's not as obnoxious as the end axe that you see on some of these
0: things. Oh, uh, yeah, like or the tomahawk looking but... thing, you know.
1: Uh, and And actually, I'll admit that the 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 bayonet was probably a little bit of a smart ass thing. but <laughs> I, I I tell you what? if you if you haven't seen, you can actually replace the end of the magazine and magazine cap with a spike. that I would consider.
0: Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, almost useless in everyday shooting, but but really oh, wait, no, it's, cool.
1: it's, 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 it is completely useless in everyday shooting. yeah, you, know, you got somebody who gets a little bit close to you and you need to you know push them off. There you go.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, we 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 took all this stuff out there and just shot for probably five, six hours. Because it's Texas in winter, so it was, you know, 60 degrees. Yeah, yeah uh, terrible. <laughs> we were in light jackets. Uh, so we shot all day. <laughs> 60 degrees, I'm out there in a shortened T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we shot all day, had a good time, as naturally we would. And uh, I brought out, of course, my Smith & Wesson automatic.
1: And, is that uh, still running
0: well? Oh my god, it's it's so good. It is just a beautifully, beautifully working firearm. Um, I cut the barrel down to 25 inches to cut the full choke out of it, and then rebeaded and uh, beveled the the end and everything. So it, it looks just beautiful and it shoots amazing. It's so soft. I didn't even put a pad on the back end. It's that soft. It feels like a 20 gauge with uh, you know, uh, Herder's heavy uh, one uh, one and an eighth ounce. Um, eight ball shot bird shot coming out of it Uh, it is by far the biggest surprise I've ever had from a gun it is delightful
1: Yeah, but are we now confident in that sucker it's not like we're at this point still crossing our fingers waiting for the day it's going to die
0: I have put 350 rounds through it I am perfectly confident yep (laughs) absolutely confident in that gun. It has, it is proved with the new seals in it, which are all, you know, oil, oil resistant and, and modern seals. It is just a road dog of a, of a gun to have. It's, it works beautifully even with target load. Um, now of course you can't do three inch magnums in it, but I don't shoot three inch magnums anyway, cause I'm shooting clays the whole time. You know, yeah. I have no use for that. So, uh, I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, but this was the first occasion that Bono was really shooting it for any length of time. Because, again, we were rolling a bunch of rounds through it. And uh, he got such a bug for an automatic gas-powered shot Or, you know, gas-action gas, gas action shotgun. That in, this is early December. Uh, we went mid-December uh, to a gun show. And he is looking for another Smith, right? But what he really wanted... Was an eleven hundred? Well, we didn't have eleven hundred money. You know, Remington eleven hundred uh, automatic shotgun is probably one of not the, but one of these standard, I guess, uh, bars for automatic shotguns. Now, of course, the Benelli okay. M four is probably the best, arguably the best. But well, it,
1: it, John Wick only uses the best. Exactly.
0: <laughs> it is arguably the best, but. Um, the 1100 is a damn fine gun. The problem is they're all six, 700 bucks um, for, for a decent version of them. And I paid less than 200 for the Smith and fixed it up. Right. And yeah, but it's so soft and it's just, it looks beautiful. It's got a burled walnut stock and all that stuff. We've covered that before, but um, it shoots so soft that he had to have one. He had to have a gas operated shotgun, automatic shotgun. So, we're cruising the show, and it's one of our favorites. It's up in uh, Mesquite, so there's about a thousand tables, and we're walking around, and he comes across this uh, Remington 1100, and it's like 400 bucks, and we cannot figure out why. Uh, for the life of us, we can't figure out why. And, now,
1: did, did, now, do you ask the dealer, or do you not ask him? Hope he's not going to come over and go, "Shit, that's mislabeled."
0: Oh no, we asked. I mean, because uh, you know, I mean, if if you. You're going to buy it anyway, so he's got to do, you know, He's he's got to hand it to you. you got to hand him the money, so he's going to know whether mm, that's mislabeled or whatever because um, they'll tell you. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, that's mislabeled. That's actually a $600 gun or whatever. I mean, we've had that happen before. Uh, but you're not going to walk out of there cheating him. So w- we look at it, and I, for the life of me, I can't figure out what's wrong with it. I'm like, Bonna, this is, this is not – and it's rigged out. For speed, right? It's got a speed bump loader, speed ramp loader that you just bump the ramp. The ramp extends, um, and then you just shove the shell in there, and it and it pushes the bolt forward. Um, it's got a big bolt uh, bolt charger handle. It's got uh, a big extender tube so it can fit ten rounds in the tube. The barrel's cut down to like twenty five inches. Uh, I mean, it's just it's rigged for speed. And we're like, what the hell? What do you need this for? I mean, like, because it wasn't combat. So, you know, like a combat rigged out shotgun, even in an automatic, would be a synthetic. It would, yeah. you know, it would have a, a bunch of things that you're used to. It wasn't rigged out for that. It obviously wasn't a hunting uh, shotgun because you're not allowed to carry more than three rounds in the gun, right? Two in the tube, one in the chamber. You're allowed three, at least in the state of Texas. Um, you're allowed three. Actually, as well. Yeah. Uh, so you wouldn't be able to use that extra capacity anyway. It wasn't rigged out for defense because it had a longer barrel. It Like, what? what is this for? Um, Sounds like it's the ultimate clay gun. Well, you know, we were looking at it, and we're like, God, what did, what did he do? And it was really beat up in a very specific way. Uh, it had some really, you know, like beat up on the end and beat up a little bit on the stock and stuff, and just weird, like, vertical or horizontal across the stock. We're like what the hell is wrong with this you know like what has been done so w- long story short we bought it cuz it was an 1100 and there wasn't anything we couldn't fix on it and it was basically half price but we asked the guy when we were there we're like what is the deal with this and uh he said well i got it from a guy who's a uh, cons- consignment for a guy who has like 1100 guns and He realizes that he's like 75 now and he's not going to use all these. So he gave about 800 of them on consignment and just get what I can for him. I've hauled this stupid thing to every show for the (laughs) last year and I can't get rid of it. You know, it was originally marked like 600 and then we marked it down to 500. He's like, he's I'm tired of hauling it around. He doesn't want it back. So we're marking it 400 to see if anybody wants it. We're like, what the hell? And he's like, I don't know what it's configured for. I don't know what he used it for. He's he doesn't even remember it. But uh, you know, we gotta, I gotta get rid of it. So we got it. We bought it instantly on the spot. Four hundred bucks for an eleven hundred, which was in perfect working condition. I mean the the receiver, but it was a franken gun, right? Like the the yeah. stocks obviously came from the seventies. The receiver was brand new, but was um uh the black matte finish uh parkinized. The barrel yeah. was blued. The receiver was parkinized and the stocks were wood, so it, it it looked weird. So we we brought it home, and it just bothered us. We're like, what? What is this? You know, like nobody would do this on purpose without some kind of form or function. And what it turned out to be is we started looking at all the things, and it's it's like speed was the key because this thing was built for speed and capacity. And the only thing we could figure out was three gun. It was a three gun tournament. Make. Makes sense. Gun, right? So speed and capacity, that's what you use it for. And he cut the choke out of it, which meant he wanted the full cylinder because you want the spread, right? To make sure you hit whatever you're gonna hit.
1: Yeah.
0: And we we watched it and we're like, God, but it's so beat up. You know, what do you do? And basically it's beat up because they at the end of a three gun or uh at the three gun competition, when you're done with a shotgun, you throw it in for, a barrel. A barrel. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, that's what those marks are. Because uh, it doesn't matter whether you shove it in barrel first or, or butt first or whatever because both the stock and the foreman were beat up. And we're like, oh, that's what it was. So we took the magazine extension off, um, put a, just a regular cap on, and kept everything else because it's beautifully loaded and everything. And I redid the stocks. But for cool. 400 bucks, he got an 1100 A speed-loading 1100 um, Yeah, see, this is why I do need to come spend
1: some time down at those uh, the gun shows down there because... <laughs> I'm paying retail up here. <laughs> yeah,
0: you sure are. <laughs> you sure now, are.
1: Now we now when I was at the uh, the gun store the other day picking up my my purchases, um, it, 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 talking to one of the customers as I was leaning on the counter with my cup of coffee, um, <laughs> we, 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 somewhere along the line the what would you do if you won the lottery thing popped up. You know that the, those questions. Oh sure. And it was, you know, the statement of, uh, well, you'd see me show up and go, I'm here for my order. I have the truck downstairs. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need more guys than this. <laughs> uh, and, and one of the guys was talking about wanting the Barrett uh, 50 BMG. And he's like, and there's, and I made the everyday joke of what, for the robber three houses down behind the, uh, uh, behind the refrigerator? <laughs> and he's like. Or just to hang on the wall and look at it. And I thought about it for a minute, and I went, you know what? There are people who spend thousands of dollars for pieces of art to do nothing more than just hang them on the wall and look at them. Why is a Barrett any
0: different than that? Here's the thing. With art, there is less than a 50-50 chance that it will accrue in value or it will go up in value. There is a 100% chance that a gun will go up in value. They do not, if you take good care of them, they do not go down in value. They just don't. You will, like, 10, True. 20 years from now, you will pay more for whatever firearm it is than you paid for originally. You just will. True. It's it's not a bad investment. Like, you will never throw money away keeping guns. With the proviso <laughs> that you take care of them. <laughs> True. I, I do have what we call the heirloom stick. Um, which we have just acquired, Uh, the heirloom stick is actually a Mauser 98. Oh. Yeah, uh, or 89. Is it 89 or 98? Hold on. I want to say that right because every time I say a number, my freaking – Mauser Model 89. Okay. And it's a Belgian style, so it's a Belgian Model model, um, 1889. And they brought it to me, and I swear this thing looks like it's been through a fire or something. I mean, it's just—I'm like, what? What happened to it? Like, wh- It's a Mauser. Hey, and somebody
1: looked at you and said it's been through a fire.
0: You know? Well, they're—they're they're like, well, it's very old, and it, it lived. I'm not kidding. It lived in a barn for fifty years, and somewhere along the way. It lost its bolt, and I'm like, okay, so this is no longer a gun. This is this is a stick. That used to be a gun. Yeah, it's a club. It is. It's a club. And and they're like, do you think you can do anything with it? I'm like, no. (laughs) But I'll take it anyway. So, I'm sure it's not cheap, but I'm sure the bolt can be found. Yeah, you can get a because it's a Belgian contract model Mauser. um, You can get a bolt. You can get a bolt. It's about fifty bucks. Um, no, get... that's
1: actually less than I was even worried that it was going to be.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's not it's not bad because it's the barrel's the expensive part because it's all one piece and it's huge and it's long and it's you know it's it's got all this stuff, but you know, and I'm like, oh, what did you? Like, the wood's almost shot. I mean, it it really is. There's a lot of ru- rust and pitting, as you'd imagine. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of rust and pitting on it. Um, what's funny is the uh, once I cleaned it out, the inside of the barrel isn't bad. You can still see the grooves. There isn't a whole lot of issue with it on the inside and everything. It's just, man, it's so rough and it doesn't have a bolt, but I'm like this, you know, this is a fine example of, you know, cause it's got a Mauser Eagle stamped on the you know, on, on top of the thing. And I'm like, holy shit, this is, this is, you know, as close to real as you can possibly get. Yeah. What is the story? Like, why did nobody tell me, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we could have saved this and and it would be okay. Now I'm not really sure, you know, it's it's not cracked. I don't know. I mean, it's got a lot of rust and pitting and all that kind of stuff, but I'm like you realize this could have been a you know, in, in 765, which is what this is, a multi-thousand dollar gun because it's real. You know, I mean, uh, it's it's got the original 5-round box magazine. It's got which was rusted into its receiver. Um, <laughs> oh no! I had to get a hammer to get it out. <laughs> Literally, I'm hammering on this Mauser. and they're like, "Are you sure she'd be doing this?" And I'm like, "What, <laughs> what else you want to do? <laughs> yeah. What do you think I'm going to hurt the value? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, look, you know. Um, no, I, I don't think that's it's fine. Uh, but." It kills me when people don't take care of their their firearm. It really does cuz it's like they they will last literally longer than your grandchildren if you take take care of them. They can possibly last indefinitely if you if you care for them. Yeah. It kills me when people don't and I don't understand the mentality. I really don't. Because I couldn't do that to a firearm. I I just I'm not capable of it and I I don't understand the mentality of people who are.
1: I not as many people look at them as heirlooms, family toy, you know, they're, they're
0: just I mean, things. Yeah. I mean, I suppose that's true. I mean, they're tools. And, and a lot of people mistreat tools. If you think of them in that way, you know,
1: I, it, I mean, it, with that said, you know, every time I uh, trade in a firearm, the, the owner of the shop always looks at me and says, one thing is, is I know whatever you're going to send me is clean. Right. Um, it, so, but I do it more for function than the thought that my kid would ever want these later on in life.
0: Yeah, and I suppose that's true. I, I mean, but at the same time, if, you're, if your kid ever came to if your daughter ever came to you and said, Dad, I really want that gun, can you save it for me? Oh, absolutely. You would absolutely do that. You know, or like, Dad, that gun's really special because that's the one we learned to shoot on. Would absolutely. Be, you know, a twenty-two or whatever it is. You go, well, it's going to be here you know and it'll be just as good then as it is now and
1: uh, on the other hand i also have the daughter that uh yells out the front door as i'm getting ready to go get in the car have fun at the gun shop dad As <laughs> i'm like you need to be a little bit more subtle about that babe
0: see that's a cultural thing because uh, if you do that down here you're going to get your neighbor swivel his head around and go hey can i go <laughs> <laughs> you going to the gun shop what are you getting you know uh, so, uh, and,
1: uh, my my across-the-street neighbor would respond like that. Everybody else in the neighborhood, not so much.
0: Well, you know, I, I totally get that. I mean, it's... it's, And some people are like that, especially, like, down here in Austin, like I say, in, in Texas, you're, you're not... Like, they don't... They have a very Californian view of firearms. Like, why would anyone ever need a gun? They're just weapons of evil. It's like, wow. You know, I don't... I just... Again, I don't understand the mentality. But then again, I've had a gun, be it BB-22 or, or something else, since I was five. You know, I got my first Daisy BB gun when I was five years old. I remember it. I started kindergarten. Dad got me a Daisy pistol. Um, you know, I got my first twenty two when I was 16, something like that.
1: Well, I, I'll admit I spent most of my life scared of them. You know, it, it, originally when I... About twenty years ago, when I first met my wife's uncle, who's the consummate outdoorsman, and we were talking about firearms, my response to him was, "Is look, I'm all for Second Amendment. Everybody could have whatever they want." With that said, I'm, it's not my thing because I'm scared I'm going to drop it and kill somebody, uh, which is it, a valid
0: concern. That means you understand what they can do.
1: Exactly. Um, and now, he, and he did take me his first time I ever shot a rifle. He took me to sight in one that he had just gotten, just out of sheer, you know shits and giggles and uh, you know once again i was really caught off by how loud it was i it kind of scared me Uh, i wasn't all that excited by the whole thing uh it, it wasn't until some of the craziness that goes on in the world now and my brother took me to the gun range for the first time for my birthday one year that it suddenly turned into maybe this is something i should have
0: you know, I think the biggest thing, and, and they say it's it's true, the biggest thing people are scared of when they're shooting a firearm for the very first time is not the power, it's not the kick, it's not any of that stuff. It's the noise. Uh, yeah. It, it just is. They are very loud. And, uh, and,
1: and it's funny how distinctive it is because there is a trap shooting club uh, behind my neighborhood. And all Saturday and Sunday, you can hear them going off. And even uh, on the way... F- Back from dropping off my kid this morning, I stopped for gas, and as I got out, I'm sitting there hearing that that noise. Going, I didn't know there was a gun range here.
0: Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> and should I go. Actually,
1: and I actually, well, no, because it would be closer to than the one I normally go to. So I was actually like drive around the block to see if I could find it. Uh, <laughs> I would have to Google that sucker later. Yeah, you're like, um, oh, I'm
0: gonna, we're gonna fix this problem.
1: <laughs> but. Uh, but you know, so it, it is a very, very distinctive noise. And for for everybody who you know gets scared when they hear a, a car backfire, you can tell who's actually had been around firearms before because they're the ones that don't react that way because it's yeah. not the same thing.
0: Right. It, it's it's really not. It's a very like you said. It's very distinctive. This is the weapon of our enemy. It makes a very distinctive noise. Um, uh, Heartbreak Ridge. Very 20s. good. Very good, sir um yes it is rather distinctive isn't it you know um (laughs) fucking lt um but that scare you know that that apprehension and one of the best things we did for my brother is when he first started shooting we got him some really good noise canceling you know hearing protection Mm -hmm. Um, same thing with uh you know most of the people that we've ever taken a shoot for the first time it's like here put these on it will help with the noise, you know. It won't make it go away completely, but it won't scare you. And yeah,
1: and I I tend to just do if I'm outdoors earplugs. Over the years, I'm indoors.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, when we're shooting outside, you know, I just do in the air, you know, stuff, and it's it's fine. You know, it's it's not you're not having any reverb problems, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, uh, which is really what what gets you inside a range. It's it's not the actual shot itself; it's the reverb makes it louder. And and it'll it'll scare you. It will. It just it just does. Uh, but you know, if you get in a controlled situation with people who know what they're doing, and and you show it safely, uh, show somebody what what shooting can be. Man, I have I have rarely seen the person who didn't at least go, whether it was their thing or not didn't at least go. You know that was enjoyable. You know, yeah. I, I, that was that was okay. Uh, it's not. Because I think a lot of people, and this is this is the part that really makes me sad, and one of the reasons Bon and I started this cast in the first place is I think people forgot the joy of shooting. You know, you don't necessarily need to go out and massacre something to go and have fun with a firearm. No. And uh, there's all kinds of stuff. There's target shooting. There's competition shooting. There's clay shooting. There's skeet, trap, you know. Almost any kind of thing you can think of, they do with guns, and there's a competition for it. Uh, one of my friends who started shooting all of this out at the ranch really got into quick draw. Uh, yeah, which is super cool to watch. I mean, it's so fast and so cool. And he got a you know, of course, a Ruger Vaquero because that's what they use, and and started practicing with. He got a quick draw holster and started practicing. And he's it, not super, like, he's not the winningest person ever, but he's competitive in a quick-draw competition now. And he's like, look, it really doesn't take that much, you know, to get at least to the point where you're being competitive and and may have a shot at at, uh, placing at one of these events, especially at a local thing. He goes at a national level. It's all, you know, like... Tenths of a second. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really, really fast. Uh, You wouldn't believe how fast some of these people can do. But... Um... You know, to to go and, and participate in any competition or, or uh competitive friendly event doesn't take much. You know, it really doesn't. And and it and there's so many different types like if you're a pistol person or a rifle person or a shotgun person, you know, whatever it is, there's events for you. And you don't have to go kill stuff to have fun with a with a firearm. And that's that's the part that I really wish people would would go and not that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if you're a hunter and you prefer to 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 uh, to harvest game, yeah, more power to uh, you.
1: Hey, hey, I like me some venison chili.
0: Oh, I'll eat it. <laughs> okay, there ain't there ain't nothing you can shoot that I won't eat. You know, as far as like if it's got meat, I'll eat it. All right, but it's that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it's a lot of work and a lot of responsibility for me to go hunting, and I really don't have any need to. I really just want to shoot. <laughs> you know. Um, I love seeing stuff explode when I shoot and I love handling long guns, which is why I shoot clays. I mean, it's not even really skeet or trap. We just bring a thrower, a couple throwers out there and start trying to, to make the other guy miss, you know, cause in, in our situation, one guy throws, one guy shoots. Yeah. Um, so we, you know, the guy throwing has fun trying to make the other guy miss and the guy <laughs> shooting has fun trying to bust them. So it, it works out perfect. Um. I really wish that that sentiment wasn't as buried as it is today in, in modern culture because you don't hear that anymore, you know? Uh,
1: no. And, in fact, normally what you hear is somebody going,
0: oh, you do that? Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not you're not hurting anybody or anything. You know, I had somebody complain to me the other day that uh, they're like, oh, you're hurting the environment with all that clay. And I'm like, you you realize they got the clay from the environment in the first place, like a couple good rains and it turns into dirt. You realize that, right? (laughs) That's how that works. (laughs) I mean, literally how that works. (laughs) You know, we we shoot over a pond. So we're basically building a fish habitat. (laughs) That's, That's what we're doing.
1: Everybody's got to complain about something these yeah. days. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. But uh, no, it's it's been an excellent, excellent uh, month here for uh, for us shooting and, and us getting guns. And I mean, we've gotten several from member of our family. In fact, for Christmas, I gave my brother his first shotgun. Um, Sweet. He came out shooting with us, and he really enjoyed it. This time, he had some. We figured out that the reason he didn't like shooting the last time we brought him out, uh, clays. Uh, the last time we brought him out was he had a um, a triple five, which is a over and under shotgun. And he was pulling the trigger too slow and was double firing on him. Ah, yeah. And it, it just beat the crap out of his shoulder. And he's like, I don't like this. And it's like, well, yeah, no wonder, man. You bruise the crap out of yourself. You're firing two 12 gauge <laughs> loads at once. Um, with that particular gun, that's an, that's an issue with that if you pull the trigger too slow. And he wasn't yeah. snapping the trigger cleanly like he should have. And. We didn't know that. We weren't paying attention that every time he fired it, he loaded both shells. So he didn't have a good time, and he didn't have good air protection, and it was loud, of course, because he's shooting two at once, and it was beating him up, and he just just thought, this isn't for me. So we brought him out this time, and he had a ball. He had um, um, noise-canceling, over-the-ear shooting uh, ear protection, and they're they're fabulous, and he he hardly heard anything because he uh, his three fifty seven he bought he bought that because he bought a three fifty seven, so he brought those out, and of course he it, those worked great, and we moved him down from a a over and under twelve gauge to a twenty gauge pump. In fact, my twenty gauge pump, uh, the uh, Remington eight seventy,
1: and it's real difficult to get two shells at the same time with that. Yeah, you can't do it.
0: Yeah, you, you can't do that. Uh, and we were doing 20-gauge uh, super target. So it's the lightest load out of a small gun, um, and 20-gauge will shoot clays just fine. And he had a ball. So I went, well, you know, this is stupid. Uh, I've moved to a 12-gauge Wingmaster. I'll just give him that one. You know, I'll give him the, for Christmas and his birthday, which are lumped right together. Christmas is, of course, in December. His birthday is in January. Um uh, I just gave him the the twenty gauge Remington uh, for for holiday birthday type stuff, and uh, you know a case a, of uh, shells, you know about two hundred rounds of shells. Here you go, you know have have a ball. Uh, there's there's nothing you you know. I had a couple chokes. I mean, I because that gun was fully rigged out. I had a couple chokes for it. I had ammunition. I had a case. I had the cleaning kit. I had the original manual for it. The whole you know nine yards here. You know, and he was just delighted. He comes out shooting with us all the time. Now I'll bring my gun, you know, um,
1: (laughs) I'll bring my 20, my 20,
0: my 20. (laughs) Here's my 20, you know, and he shoots that and he's a big dude. I mean, he's like six, one, six, two, and, and probably about 200 pounds, 210. Um, not a small guy, but he does not like recoil. He just doesn't on his shoulder. He just doesn't like it. And that's how I started. Is he holding it out? Is he holding it properly? yeah he is he's just he doesn't like it banging on his shoulder
1: i i know with my t-rex arms you know what i tend to do especially with a full-size shotgun is end up with it in the side of my arm instead of up on my shoulder
0: yeah which will which will stop you shooting for for a while real quick oh
1: the the the, the bruise that i ended up with the first time i did that was impressive
0: (laughs) yeah me too me too. I did it with a with a Winchester uh, pump action. Uh, and it, it I had a black bruise the size of a baseball inside of my arm. because uh, I wasn't pocketing correctly, right? But no he, he was shooting and and I'll be honest too, when I first started shooting shotguns, I I was very recoil sensitive. I was. Um, I didn't like it. I, I I still I'm not a big fan of recoil. Uh, but I, I wanted something smaller and i shot 20s for a long time I still have a lot of 20s my over and unders is a 20 the Bikel. um uh, i've got okay. a, a a 20 gauge uh bolt action i've got a 20 i mean i have several 20 gauges left that i love to death and i won't sell them but um i thought you know he's just like me he's gonna start with a 20 and he's he he's scared of the recoil he doesn't like it it bothers him this is the perfect gun for that because that's the one i learned on and uh, literally the same gun. So I gave him that one, and he shoots it fine. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, this is much better. You know, with a light birdshot load of, of 7-8-ounce shot and super target, so it's super light. It's a 20, so it's not a bad thing. And I've got a big pad on the back of that uh, 870. It's as light as you can make it without being a 410. So uh, and you can bust clays with it all day. It's a beautiful Dove gun is really what it was made for. It's an 870 Express. And I'm like, this is a perfect system for that. And it worked. You know, if you get somebody who's willing to shoot and get them something that they're comfortable with, they'll shoot. It's, it's okay. not that hard, you know. So we had a great time with it. Good it was it was a good Christmas season we're uh, we're closing out 2019 here um, my stable of uh, of guns looks almost nothing similar to what it did when I first started uh, in 2019 uh, yours as well as a matter of fact yeah
1: mine either because I, I kind of finally settled on what it is that I like and what my brand is and uh, as I said six hour whore. <laughs>
0: I am not as partial to brand. Well, I say that, you know, like in a shotgun, I prefer a Remington. So does, so does Um uh, But my favorite gun right now is a Smith & Wesson, you know, uh, as far as the shotguns go. You
1: know, uh, shotguns tend to also be, not to say that there are not variations, but they also do tend to be more of a universal design than some, some pistols.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll there, give you that.
1: There, there is a difference between holding a six hour and holding a glock
0: well and with pistols grip is a lot more important because that's all you have exactly you know um And,
1: and, and and that's basically what i came down to is the six hours are actually the ones that fit my hand and i find comfortable to actually grip and shoot
0: and and it's going to be different with everybody, you know. Like, um, but uh,
1: hey, I mean, I would have loved it if it turned out that that was a Taurus. I mean, you know, for two hundred bucks, <laughs> it'd be, bucks be a gun, hell of a lot you know, cheaper. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I end up with one of the one of the more expensive brands. But that being said, that's what works.
0: Oh, look, you're preaching to the choir here. Okay, I'm living with a Walther girl. Those aren't cheap. Okay, you know, you can't. The sentence "I found a cheap Walther" will never be heard. Okay. <laughs> It's just not that you're always going to pay full price for it. You're always going to, you know. It's...
1: Hey, hey, at least it was the Walther. She could have gone for the H&Ks, which are oh, basically God. the same shape and gun, and yeah. about $200 more.
0: Yeah, but about two two $250 more. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She could have been an H&K girl, which would have been worse. That is absolutely true. But I really would have preferred if she was like a Smith M&P, you know. <laughs> or maybe like a cheap Glock. No, she hates clocks. You know, like, no, she, she doesn't like anything cheap. You know, like, here's a Taurus. No, that's shit. I don't want that. You know, does, I, I can't get my hand around that. It's like, damn it. Um, <laughs> damn it. Uh, so uh, I, no, I, no,
1: hey, I bet you she could actually get her hand around the, the, the G2C, but that being said, she's going to hate the trigger.
0: Yeah, and, and, and the thing about the author is the slides are so soft that she can do it, you know, with nothing yep. and and that was the big that was the big selling point on the Walther it wasn't actually the size which or the quality or the look or anything like that it's that she could jack the slide easily easily with a Walther and there is really nothing else until Smith came out with the M&P uh you know the MP shields um there really wasn't anything in a 380 or a 9 millimeter that had soft springs like that um now, yeah. there is now because they've had such success with it, but and they realize that there are women shooters, there are women of service who want that. Um, before about five, ten years ago, it just didn't exist.
1: Well, I mean, and it's also where you find the existence of pink guns.
0: Yeah, um, there's a lot you, of
1: those. <laughs> but, well, I, I, the funny thing is I made a joke about it in, in one of the gun stores once when I was still learning about a lot of these things myself. And the shop attendant looked at me and said, you know what? If it gets women shooting, pin them whatever friggin' color you want to.
0: Right. And, by the way, they sell, you know, like when he gets that pink gun in, he knows he's going to sell it. He knows who he's yeah. going to sell it to. He's just got to wait for the customer. But that customer's going to wander in the store, and they're going to buy that gun. Yep. So, say what you want to, but that's kind of how it works. And if it works, and they're shooting, and they're happy with it, and it's a quality firearm, who the hell cares? You know? Exactly. Um, I I I really can't argue with their logic. Uh, I'd like to, <laughs> but I can't.
1: <laughs> hey, just just because you want to be able to open carry your pink Ruger doesn't mean that you uh, should feel bad about it, my oh, friend. Man,
0: yeah. Well, it's bad enough <laughs> I've got my 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 black and gold girl gun on my bursa, but you know what? Fuck it. I like it. I love that gun. It is like I feel like I have two two carry firearms that that one of them I didn't choose I just needed right that's the one at the ranch I needed a a four ten forty five to protect from hogs all right I needed that um, they happen it's happened to us we've we've been attacked before it's it's a problem and I have a gun for that problem uh, so that I understand. Um, I didn't want to carry a full forty-five or a Judge on my hip or anything like that. And we, we had tried to do, like, a, a rifle in the car, but by the t- by the time the hog gets to you, you're not going to get to the rifle. He can run faster than you. Um, so we had to carry something. And then for everyday stuff, it's like, wow, I don't want a 9mm. I want a three eighty. you know. Um, so I, I have two guns. I know that I, two years ago I'd have made fun of both of them. I would have. I, in fact, with the Bond Arms, I did. Uh, I think <laughs> I've got it on a cast somewhere where I made fun of Bono for that damn Bond Arms thing, and then I bought it from him. Uh, yep. <laughs> I think that's documented at this point. Uh, but I I just, I, you know, you live and learn, and with firearms, I don't think you stop learning because there's always something that, and it's, for me, I don't know about you, but for me, it's always crap i made fun of earlier and i wind up either buying it or finding out why there's a fantastic reason why somebody needs that
1: oh absolutely half the shit in life i've made fun of whether it be firearms or not somewhere along the line i found out that i was the idiot <laughs> it's like oh
0: huh i was stupid <laughs> <You know? laughs> i probably should have uh thought about that better
1: <laughs> uh-huh but uh, well, I, hopefully, I, 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 hey, I I was you know when I first started looking at him, I would an AR pistol was one of those things I looked at because <laughs> I read an article, you know, what is the purpose of the AR pistol? And I and suddenly I suddenly went, oh, it's for people like me with T-Rex arms who can't actually hold the full
0: sized one. Yeah, it's, so it's like, wow, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> now, <laughs> yeah, now. <laughs> But uh, here's to hoping that 2020 will be a more informed and intelligent year for me. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine that's going to happen. But here's to hoping that that is what I'm in store for. Um, It has been an absolutely uh, fantastic year. Uh, I have enjoyed thoroughly uh, restarting the cast with Jake. And uh, he comes to blab uh, about the guns we have and the guns we want and stuff uh, on a semi-regular basis. And uh, I couldn't have asked for a uh, a better partner in crime for that. So thank you, sir. Well, thank you. Thank you.
1: Thanks for letting me come on in and blab. And,
0: you know, <laughs> the fact
1: that, that we're just enjoying blabbing.
0: Oh, it's been or, so much or, fun. Or, I mean,
1: what, what was the term before? Yammering?
0: Yammering, yeah. Yes, yammering. Yammering on. Uh, so uh, thank you to Jake, and thank you to you for listening and uh, downloading and checking us out. Uh, we, we're we not exactly sure what our demographic is, but for whatever reason you guys have downloaded, thank you. And with that, here's to hope in 2020 we'll be full of guns and a bunch of good stories. Happy New Year. On behalf of Jake Bonner and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.